Hi everyone, welcome to the Restoring Rapport podcast. My name is Seth Hensley and this is a show dedicated to young believers pursuing the goal of healthy marriage and family. You know, we live in a world where getting married and starting a family is far too often postponed for longer than God designed and pushed to the back burner in favor of less important things. But the good news is that it doesn't have to stay this way. As young believers, we have the choice to prioritize what matters most in our lives every day and to live face to face with God and others. Every Thursday and Sunday on this show, I'll be sharing research conducting interviews and reviewing articles on the importance of marriage and family for society. I'll also be releasing exclusive content such as spoken word poetry, allegorical short stories, and bonus episodes for subscribers. Friends, God did not set us up to live life alone. The truth of the matter is that every minute of your adult life that you wait to marry is a minute of your life that you're not spending with your life partner. While some might be content to live with the consequences of this arrangement, I would argue that those who wish to spend as much of their life as possible with their mate are perfectly within reason and soundness of value to do so. It is my deepest hope that this podcast inspires Generation Z to pursue marriage, become the best spouses and parents the world has ever seen, serve with furious intentionality, love well, and discover the joy of hanging the moon for another. To access my sources, subscribe to the show, or get your copy of my latest book, visit anchor.fm slash seth-hensley or check out the show notes of each episode. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 154 of the Restoring Rapport podcast. We're super excited for the content we got planned out for you guys today. As always, this is a podcast about keeping marriage and family essential goals for young believers and prioritizing relationship in a world of many distractions. And today, we are going to be finishing up our review of uh, last last week's video entitled Michael Knowles versus Brian on a Marriage. This is a debate between um, two very different men on the issue of whether or not marriage is a worthwhile way to spend your life, whether it whether or not it is a good goal to pursue. And as that topic is the, the subject of this video, it is the perfect video for us to review on the show and critique and give feedback and comments and questions to both Michael Knowles and Brian Atlas, who are debating the subject. So really excited to finish up this week's episode. In the last episode, um, Brian expressed some concerns. For those of you who don't know, Brian is the host of the Whatever Podcast. You can check them out on any podcast streaming platform. And he expressed concern. He started off the debate by saying he did not want to get married, at which Mike, at which point Michael Knowles immediately you know, began questioning why he didn't want to get married. Um, and after a couple of exchanges, uh, very humorous exchanges about Michael Knowles, um, basically, you, you began to see that he was uh, basically trying to turn Brian Catholic um, or subtly, subtly, of course, and over as long a period of time as needed. Um, but over the, their, the course of their exchange, you began to see Brian, he said that he had some concerns about getting married and that, that it was risky. He used the word risky. And of course, uh, he began the, the table all expressed their opinion, but mainly it's just Michael Knowles and Brian kind of debating each other with um, a bunch of other people giving their input as well. So I'm just curious, to, though, he did not really detail what he thought was risky about marriage, and I want to hear him give some specific examples of what he thinks is risky about marriage um, before we address any of his concerns. So moving right along. The, the benefits. Don't, well, this is why I asked, don't you want a wife? Of having it's a like, companion? I can have a companion and not be married. And... I'm not a fan of the government, so I don't want the government involved in my love. But affairs. if you, you live with children? someone more than ten years, you're gonna be it's legally gonna be married. Legally. It's common not, law marriage, anyway. Well, not that's only some states. Not all states have common law marriage. California, we do. I don't we know do. how long. No, California does not have common law marriage. No, we but, do. Yeah, we, we do. do. My yeah. parents are by that. 
No, not that's California. The only I'm pretty sure California is not common law marriage. Yeah, no. Yeah, that's the only reason why my mom is still on my dad. Google it. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll do common law marriage. They're legally states, married we'll, by we'll the state, but they've never um, been. They haven't been dating since 2001. So they okay, one here: year. Colorado, Iowa, Kansas, Montana, New Hampshire, Oklahoma, Rhode Island, South Carolina, Texas, Utah, and DC. Those are the only, uh, according to this. Sterling Warriors. You're a very quick um, Google search. <laughs> Your uh, two-second search. So I, yeah, it's, I think it's a minority of states that have common law marriage. But yes, that is a risk factor in those states. If, if you are cohabitating with somebody and you almost treat your relationship as if you're married, then you are basically in the eyes of the All law. All of this is oh, – he's jumping through hoops to avoid marriage here. It, it, it's He's really – uh, and I'm, I, I wonder the same thing of all these these young ladies and their parents. Why are they fighting so hard to be able to do what they want and live with whom they want and f- have the romantic situa- situation that they want rather than marriage? Uh, the most natural explanation of that to me is that they that all everybody at this table has seen poor marriages model for them in the past. Um, Brian gave the reason of not wanting the government to be involved in that, which you don't have to be a fan of the government to see marriage as a benefit and the the reason that I would give is there's no other way to legally define uh and lock in the partners into a romantic relationship other than you know basically saying that you won't leave somebody which that's great that has to be there um but again if you're willing to if you're willing to say that why not back it up with the willingness to actually lock yourself in legally I mean, I think that's a, I think that's a next a logical next step, and it's with that's without even bringing into consideration all the statistical benefits that marriage entails that cohabitation does not. So Brian seems to be thinking that he can get all the benefits of marriage just by cohabiting, just by having a romantic relation, relationship, just by having companionship. And that's simply not the case. Marriage affords benefits that no other romantic relationship does. And I would also add that there he said that he can have companionship without being married. And I would ask him kind of, I would press him there as to, to, to tell me what he's meaning by companionship. Is he just meaning that he's interested in kind of hooking up with many different partners that will he will have no commitment or connection to throughout the course of his life? Is he never going to have a stable, uh, committed relationship? And if he's not, then I would say there you're actually going to be really unhealthy. Not only are you not going to get benefits of a romantic relationship that's committed and lasting, but you're actually going to have unhealthy side effects. Uh, for example, in, in hookup culture, there is no 100% effective method of preventing STD. So if you're sleeping around, you're taking a risk to basically get an std which can be a very very serious thing that can wreck the rest of your life if you if you doubt me on that talk uh watch some of the interviews of these porn performers who have come out of the industry online um through and uh, the videos are available through fight the new drug and exodus cry they interview them on the stds that they contracted during their work and of course that is something that you have that is a risk of working in the porn industry but um basically they interview these people on what they're still going through now because of their decision to uh work in the porn industry and the the sexual illnesses that they acquired their sexual sexually transmitted diseases that they, diseases that they acquired there so it really does impact the rest of your life and there's no 100% effective effective way of preventing that if you're just going to hop from bed to bed in addition to that you're also risking becoming a person who impregnates women and then leaves which i would say is the most dishonorable one of the most dishonorable dishonorable things that you can do as a man women are more more vulnerable than you and reap more serious consequences than you um in the sexual front so for you to just basically uh cause them to um basically become a single parent and and 
and raise a child alone is a very, very dishonorable and disgusting thing to do if you ask me. Hi guys, this is just a quick reminder that you can use the link in the show notes to send me a voice message with a comment or a question. And because there's no 100% form, effective form of birth control, you are risking that by hopping from bed to bed and you don't care because you're willing to continue sleeping with people even though there is a chance, however small, that they will end up raising your child alone. And again, if, if I've, it's always been the position of the show that if you um, do um, create a child, partner in the creation of a child, then you should be willing to stick around and raise that child. And uh, that is a very terrible thing um, for men to basically withdraw from a relationship after they um, become a father. It really is. It's it's not a good thing to do. It causes all sorts of dysfunction all around. So that's what I would say if he's thinking companionship is temporary and he can get all the benefits of companionship without entering marriage. If he's talking about companionship as in he can just live with somebody uh, for the rest of his life in the kind of a romantic sense, have a romantic partner that he lives with for the rest of his life. Yeah, sure. That's a little better than, um, you know, hopping from bed to bed. That's a lot better than living alone. Um, but in the end, you're not getting the full benefit of marriage because that relationship could fall apart at any moment. There is no boundary. There is no defined, uh, you know, definition of what it is and there is no pro there is no promise bound by anything other than words there is no um boundary bound by anything other than words so i would say that you're on flimsy ground there moving on here let's see what ryan has to say to michael Knoll or what michael Knowles has to say to brian here uh luckily in california which i don't know how much longer i'm going to stay here um i'm probably going to get canceled by proxy because michael's on the show but um, <laughs> uh just kidding but <laughs> Maybe uh, kidding. I don't know. You probably will. The franchise tax board is going to come and evict you. Jeez. Scary stuff. Um, so I, I don't have anything against for other people. I, that's great. I just, I've sort of looked at the the numbers. I've done the calculus. And it just, to me, it seems like, here, I'll put the math here. here I've, done, I've done the math. You know. Okay. Already you haven't divorce. done your research well enough. Because again, according to my math, according to my research, that is a projection, projected projected statistic and not an actual measurement of what's going on now. And it's a projection that was done years ago and actually turned out wrong. The real divorce rate is nowhere near 50% and it's even smaller than that for uh, Christians. So that totally doesn't hold any water. And if you've done the math, Brian, you've done the math wrong. And the stats I've seen, 80% of divorces are initiated by women. And so when I say it, it's bad for the man, divorce, um, the, the negative consequences of divorce typically tend to disproportionately impact men. They can impact women, but I mean, I think 97% of, it's like 97% of al alimony payments go from men to women. So there, there are some concerns there financially, and then just you have the government involved, and then it can be quite contentious. And then not only is there the consideration in terms of splitting your assets, but then you have lawyers involved. And, mm -hmm. And I, I don't have anything necessarily wrong, perhaps from a religious perspective with marriage, but when the state's involved, and I think we ought to perhaps rewrite marriage laws. Um, I definitely think there is things that the government could do better to incentivize people to get married, like um, maybe tax cuts or something to incentivize people to, to do that. And there are a lot of things that the government can do better when it comes to marriage. But um, he's, he's basically saying that just because the government is involved, uh, you shouldn't get married. At, well, he's not saying you shouldn't. He's saying he would not get married at all. And to that, I would say really after you after you sign the after you get your marriage license, though, uh, the government's very not very involved in 
the marriage and so far as how you live your life. And now it is a legally binding document. So you are legally married in the eyes of the state, but that doesn't mean that they're micromanaging your every move. They're, they're kind of got their fingers in all your business. That's not really how it works. Um, so I'm kind of puzzled as to why he keeps bringing that up as far as I tend to, I tend to be super, you know, limited government, very, uh, minimal government involvement in anything related to my life other than basically keeping people alive. I think the government's primary function is to keep people alive, make sure that uh, life is a protected value and that people can't just basically go around killing each other and fighting all the time. So I think that is the point of government and that's what it was originally created for and what it should be, um, what its primary function should be. So I, I agree with that kind of libertarian perspective that he's, he's having here, but I don't, I don't understand why he's so insistent on keeping the government out of it when the government does not really, to my knowledge, and again, I'll be finding all this out for sure from experience in the, in the coming month because I'll be getting married on July. July 13th. Um, but to my knowledge, the government does not like micromanage your business when you get married. That's not how it works. Um, so I'm kind of puzzled as to why he said that there. He also mentioned that 80% of marriages are, or, I'm sorry, 80% of divorces are initiated by women. That I believe is a true statistic that I've seen and, and um, studied in the past. And I do think that is um, a sad, but you also, and, and, and dangerous, even to some extent for a man, but you also have to consider that that is in, uh, you know, that includes all sorts of cases. So examples where um, the woman is being abused, examples where pornography is a reoccurring and prevalent issue in a marriage that's not being addressed or dealt with. There's no accountability for the man. He's basically just doing whatever he wants um, and harming his connection with his wife, making her feel very inferior, very unvaluable, all these things. So that, that statistic, m m women initiate more divorces, I think, because they're more, um, it's more dangerous for them. In other words, marriage. In other words, they have a more harmful consequence should a marriage go wrong than men do. So I think that is something that he needs to consider here. Yes, women do initiate eighty percent of, of divorces, but it's not just because they're non-committal and they would leave him at the drop of a hat. Which, by the way, is still a risk in a cohabitation relationship. That's still the, like the women didn't change. Um, so they're just as likely to leave you in a cohabiting relationship as they are in a marriage. In fact, they're more, way more likely to leave you in a cohabiting relationship because. There's no binding restriction. They can do it without without uh, going through months of uh, lawyers taking all their money while they go through a divorce. You know, they can go through it without alimony. They money. They can go through it with without all of this hassle and a cohabiting relationship in a marriage. At least there's that restraint. There's that um, protective factor that. Um, that, that it has. And like he said, you can do signing prenups and lots of things to protect yourself from that. But what I would, what I would like to point out is that um, he, I don't think he's taking into consideration the fact that maybe 80% of an, divorces are initiated by women because they're in a really bad situation. Um, and I w again, I would say a lot of divorces that happen are because women are in a really bad situation. From my personal experience, that's often what the what is happening. Either there's infidelity going on and a woman is being cheated on like, you know, repeatedly, like serially cheated on, uh, which is terrible. Um, and I would say, you know, as far as grounds for a divorce go being okay, that's, that's pretty, that's a fair, that's a fair, fairly, um, solid ground for a divorce. And again, I don't ever think divorce is good. I'm never encouraging that in any situation at all. I'm just saying as far as justifying a divorce, that would be pretty good grounds for it. Also, also uh, abuse, um, physical abuse. That's another one we've got to consider. Of course, women are going to initiate 
divorces when they're locked into very, very, very harmful uh, living situations. And again, we talk about preventing all that by being very careful of who you date and uh, making sure that you know somebody matches your interest level and commitment level and love level before you enter a marriage with them. So all that, I would say, is arguably preventable, Brian. You have the control over that. Simply don't marry a woman who there's any chance that she would do that. Don't marry a woman who there, where there's any chance that she would uh, leave you <clears throat> um, at all. Hi guys, I want to take a quick break and tell you about an opportunity that you guys have as listeners to become subscribers of this podcast. Now in order to become a sub, all you have to do is follow the subscribe link in the show notes found in the description of each episode. And when you subscribe, you'll get access to exclusive material including additional interviews, all of my spoken word poetry pieces, all of my dramatized allegorical short stories, and even more of my article readings, okay? So lots of content will be available to you that won't be available to anyone else. Subscribing to the show only costs $5 a month, which is less than most people spend on their lunch at work every day, okay? So you won't even notice it disappearing from your bank account. If you enjoy listening to the show and you're looking for an opportunity to financially support the content you care about, this is your chance, okay? Follow the link in the show notes to become a sub. Thank you so much for choosing this show to listen to. And now, without further ado, let's get back to the episode. And if you say, well, you never really know. Um, well, let's look Let's look at the facts, Brian. Is she willing to get married to you? Because it's going to make it really hard for her to leave there. Uh, it's going to make it a lot harder for her to leave there. So that's if she's willing to marry you, that's a, that's a great first sign. Number two, uh, I don't think you should get married if there's any shadow of doubt in your mind that she's going to leave you. It's, it is possible to get married only when you are certain that your spouse is going to stick around for the long haul. So it is a matter of basically it's in within your control uh, whether you can minimize the risk of being left by your partner. That's what I would tell him. To perhaps incentivize men to get married again because you have no fault divorce. Yeah. And um, uh, what's the other thing? And then, um, you know, your wife could cheat on you and then take half your shit. I think under certain circumstances, if you can prove it in, in a courtroom that Perhaps you shouldn't be on the hook for alimony if there's been some infidelity, for example. You're saying so that you could dump your wife if she cheats on you? Yes, without any Brian, financial. Brian, who hurt Most you? Most yeah. like, oh, okay. Let me ask like, you a question. I feel like you're always yeah. worried about like something gonna happen bad. Like when would you just like you have no trust and faith in? But these I think women. the society I mean, we live in now. Well, let, let me ask so you a question. Also, like, let, just, let me ask you a question. So, how many people get married and they think, "Hey, this is the person I love. We're gonna be together mm -hmm. forever." and then you um, so there I think the women the actually at the table brought up an awesome point I don't know these women's names that's why there's so many people on this panel there's one two three four five people on the screen that I see right now all of them are women and on the other side of the table there's more and the only people who this is a YouTube clip and it was basically trying to clickbait you into thinking Michael Knowles and Brian Atlas were gonna fight over marriage and uh, that's why they titled the way, that the way it is. These women had a really great point that they brought up. The one in the middle, actually, I think, I don't know. I, can't, I didn't see which one it was, but one of them said, um, I hate not knowing people's names on the, here. It makes it very difficult. But one of them said that, uh, basically asked who hurt him and why he had such an untrusting relationship with the female sex. I think that's a great point. And uh, it is good to be uh, careful, I would say, on Brian's front. I think that he has that right, being careful about entering a marriage and being really sure that your partner is somebody of integrity, somebody who's not going to leave you, somebody who is uh, matching you and your commitment and investment level. I know I keep saying that over and over, but it really is important. Um, so I do think that it's important to be careful, but I do also think that 
we can't let our harmful, we can't let our painful past experiences regarding romantic relationships to cause us to become mistrusting of the opposite sex. So just because you've been dumped before, just because you've been uh, mistreated before in the past by, you know, either a man or a woman, it doesn't really matter who you are. You can't allow that to cloud your vision and your view of marriage. And you can't allow that to cloud your vision and your view of men or women. Um, it really, and I do understand it's hard. I've gone through really terrible, uh, breakups before in the past, like really, 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 really bad. That's one of the reasons that I'm so passionate about, uh, preventing people from ever ending up in that situation. So I do understand how hard it is, but I do think it's also important us to, for us to forgive as believers, uh, doing what Jesus has called us to do, which is forgive your brother. Um, you know, before you, before you, uh, do anything else, really just forgive your brother first before you do other things. There are parables about that in scripture. Forgive your brother before you, uh, come to God and, and talk to God, forgive your neighbor, you know, forgive everybody who does any wrong to you. And I think it, as hard as that is, I think that is a thing. And that doesn't mean necessarily reestablishing a relationship with people who are dangerous, but it does mean um, letting go of their throat to use the words of William Paul Young in the shack. So I think that's a really good principle there. And it also, I also think it's really important that we not let that bad experience rob us of a healthy whole marriage guys like if you if you you because that is what you're doing if you allow a past breakup to basically say okay i make you say i'm going to protect myself no matter what and i'm never going to give anybody the opportunity to hurt me ever again in the romantic front well what you're what you're doing is you're saying i'm not going to be involved in any way with a woman romantically and that, that is yielding that is giving up your chance at a happy healthy marriage that is allowing your past story your past experience your past poor dating experience whatever it was to rob you of the genuine article it's allowing a counterfeit that went wrong to rob you of the genuine article to say because somebody hurt me in the past i will never be allowing them to have the chance to hurt me again in other words i will not be getting married and i will not be getting emotionally invested in anybody for the rest of my entire life that's an extremely lonely way to live you're going to reap all sorts of negative results from that uh, unmarried men are statistically more likely to abuse alcohol they're statistically more uh, likely to abuse drugs they make less money they die sooner than married men uh, it's, it really is so sad the level of um, consequences that a lot of men in this culture are willing to embrace simply because that they're they don't want to go through a heartbreak again and they don't want to allow another woman a chance to hurt them again it really is so sad it breaks my heart to hear uh, young men saying things like this and I do understand how difficult it is um, but at the same time I do really think that we have to we have to find a way to push through that guys when I broke up, it was extremely difficult, man. It was extremely difficult. I got sick for like six months. My my health took a hit. Uh, my my trust of women went, dropped to like zero. I didn't trust any woman. I didn't trust anything she said. I didn't trust them to stick around. I thought they were all fickle, immature, wishy-washy creatures who were schizophrenic, told you one thing, did another, changed their mind within three months all the time. Because up until that point, that was basically my experience uh, with romantic relationships and women. They always changed their mind. They were never as interested in me as I was interested in them. And they were never willing to basically commit and lock themselves into a lifelong covenant. That was my experience with women. And because of that, I, it was, there was a huge, there was a huge paradigm shift that had to happen before I found Lainey. There was a huge, uh, moment of basically when I reached out to her, there was this huge moment of trust basically and making myself totally vulnerable to, to rejection and hurt again. There was this moment of, Hey, I'm either going to live the rest of my life miserable and alone, or I'm going to have to be vulnerable to another woman hurting me. And I had to choose the latter guys. I had to choose the latter and I would encourage you to do the same. And I hope this video has encouraged you to do that. I hope this show encourages you to do that. And 
I hope this show encourages you that marriage is not something that is likely to produce in your life heartbreak and separation and divorce. It is actually something that you are designed for and you are designed to live with a woman and the safest way to do that is in the context of a marriage. Uh, So I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. If you have, reach out and let us know what you thought of it through the link in the show notes. You can send us a personalized audio voice message letting us know what you think, giving us questions, comments, feedback, your story, anything at all. We'd love to hear those. makes us feel super connected to you as an audience member and it makes the podcasting system two-way. Instead of just listening to me, you also get to respond. So I'd love to hear those from you guys. You can also reach out and follow us or send us a message through our social media accounts. Those are on Instagram and Facebook uh, if you're interested in the content we post there as well. So thank you guys so much for listening today and we will talk to you next time.